the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, are you guys ready? Because we are on part five. We're on part five. That's right. The last service of the year. We're wrapping it up. Come on. Last service of the year. What's up? Get up. Don't give up. You already have the victory. Get up. Don't give up. Get up. Don't give up. Get up. Get up. Don't give up. Get up. Get up. Don't give up. Something like that. It's got to be some kind of song somewhere. Get up. Don't give up. It's so easy to give up. It's so easy to give in. It's so easy. But you know what? We don't want to take the easy road, right? The hard road sometimes. We don't want the hard road, but we're going to talk about it tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about it. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We can do all things, but we can do nothing without Jesus. It is only in Him. This whole series we've been talking about, if you fall, get back up. If you fall, get back up. How? In Christ Jesus. That's why we come to church to learn who we are in Christ. We're a new creation. We're all these great and wonderful things that Jesus paid the price for on the cross, but we have to learn about them. We have to learn who we are in Him. So you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That strong arm, yeah, that's Jesus. That strong arm emoji, that's right. That's Jesus strengthening you, right? In 1 Corinthians 10, 13. This is a new King James Version. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation. Whoa, we talking about temptation? That's right. That's right. Get up, don't give up. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to men. Guys, we think that we are so unique. I mean, this has never happened to anybody in the history. You are unique, but your story is not. <laughs> it kind of sucks to say, but it's true. It's true. Like, you, we, we think about things that are going on today, and you're like, whoa, that's nasty. Have you read the Bible from thousands of years ago? It's crazy. Maybe we need to, we need to dive into the Bible, right? Well, today we're going to. Today, we're definitely going to. So, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. How many of you guys, when you hear this way of escape, how many of you picture like this black hole and just, you just dive through it. It's just your way of escape. Or suddenly a magic door appears. You open the magic door and all of a sudden you're at church instead of where you are, right? We, we like fantasize this way of escape. Like it's, it's an Avengers movie and a way of escape. A whirlwind walks by and there you are and you dive in it and Thor's there to save the day. No, that ain't Jesus. That's not that. But this is how we imagine it. Anybody else? Just me in my wild imagination, okay? So here it is in the Amplified, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, right? You are unique, but your experience is not. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God. I love when it says, but God right? But God, all this hot mess in my life, but God, but God entered in, but God. Now it sounds weird. Won't you say something a little too many times? 
But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Look at your neighbor and say, your ability. You have ability, it's time to take responsibility. Your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out as well so that you will be able to endure without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. How are we gonna overcome temptation? With joy. Not resentment, not bitterness, not envy, joy. We don't, we don't resist temptation like, well, they got away with it and look how they're doing. They're having a great life. That, that sounds a little bit like bitterness, envy, resentment. Well, nothing happened to them. They didn't fall over and die. Look at them. Look at what they did. Uh, who are you, Miss Judgy Pants? Uh-oh, right? This, this is not how we resist. This is not what he's talking about. Let's take a look at David. How many of you guys know David, right? David in the Bible? I told you we're diving in today. Let's take a look at David. So God chooses David and he anoints him as king when he's a youth, right? Too young for what, what, what? We ain't too young for nothing, too young for nothing. David remained faithful over his father's sheep. You know, if God chose you to be king, You'd be like, yeah, what's up? You're not there taking care of your father's two sheep. You're like, I'm no longer a shepherd. I'm a king. You would say to your brothers, bow, sucker. I'm the king. Anybody else? Come on, why are you faking? That's why God didn't choose us to be king. That's why we're in this times and not those times. Okay? So David, he remains faithful over his father's sheep, killing the lion and a bear. This is not Avengers movie. This is, this is facts. This is history, right? This is no fairy tale. He believed God and he did it, killing a lion and a bear when they attacked his father's sheep. He was still being faithful over what was his father's or what was over somebody else's, right? He was faithful over his father's sheep. David, he finds favor with the king and he plays the heart for him. He finds favor with the king and he plays the harp and the king's like, oh yes, my soul is at peace. And there's David, he's like, he could be like, get out of here sucker, I'm the new king. I'm the new king in town, you gotta go. No, he's, he's submitted to him. He becomes his armor bearer. He wants the best for the king, right? He knows that that's still God's anointed. He knows that it's not his turn yet. He's gotta be faithful in the little. God's gonna make him ruler over much. David also kills Goliath, saves the country, kills Goliath. Ready? In 1 Samuel 17, 36. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. He's like, you know what? I've already killed the lion. I've killed the bear. And this guy is coming up here cursing my God, cursing our land, cursing our people. What? And y'all, we're going to fight. Y'all ready to fight? Look at him. He says, he'll be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord, 
He knew, he knew that it wasn't his own strength, but he said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, whoa, go, <laughs> go and let the Lord be with you because you, that sounds awesome. He's, David's over there preaching a message to Saul and he's like, yes go because the Lord sounds like he's with you and he's not with me. The Lord was with David and he conquered all. He plundered all because the Lord was with him, right? David honors God and he dedicates all of his winnings to the Lord. He goes and he plunders all and he brings all the gold and the silver back and he dedicated, he dedicates it to God, right? Time passes. Look at your neighbor say, time is passing. Time is passing. And guess what happens to David? He gets bored in the house and in the house, bored and bored in the house and in the house, bored. That's what happened to him. That's what happens to the best of us, right? Well, sometimes, some of us, it really happened during quarantine. But time passes and David gets bored. King David, you don't think you got enough to do? You're gonna get bored? Here we go. Any, anyone else have been here, right? You receive Jesus. You start to conquer all these things in your life. And then you get bored. You come to church, you're like, ah. what is that? What did you come for? The word, right? But you're bored. You're bored. You already conquered all. You're like, oh man, I overcame so much. I'm doing so good. I already gave, I gave him my offering, just giving it all to the Lord. During worship, I worship, you know, put a praise song on once in a while when I wake up in the morning. Ah, bored. Second Samuel, let's see what happens when we get bored. You know, I'm up here telling your story, my story, our story, right? You are unique, but your story ain't, right? Can I get a witness? It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle. When was this time? Kings go where? They go out to battle, okay? In a time where kings go out to battle. David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight Amorites. If I mess up saying something, whatever, get over it, okay? All right. And they destroyed the people, but, here goes that but again, but David remained home in Jerusalem. All the kings are at battle. Where's David? Ah, he's bored. We've all been there, right? Then it happened at evening that David arose from his bed and he's walking on the roof. He's got nothing else to do. He's bored. And uh, the roof of the king's house and from the roof, he saw a woman. Anybody else? You're bored. You open your phone, you're scrolling around. What did you see? A woman. So from the roof, he saw a woman bathing. What is she doing bathing? And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David, he sent and he inquired about the woman. He went to see what uh, her, um, her handle was. He needed to get her uh, Instagram name. He needed to like go through her, see, is she married? You know, what's her status? What's her Facebook status? He's over here, cause he's bored. He, he's a king, he ain't got no time for this. He ain't got no time for this. Anybody else? 
You got, you've been wasting some time? Wasting some time? Okay. Then it happened in the evening. Okay, so he inquired about the woman and someone said, isn't that Bathsheba? Maybe that's why she was in the bath. It's her name. The daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Then David sent a messenger and took her. Didn't they just say she was a wife of so-and-so, a daughter of so-and-so? And he, what is he? He's bored and he took her. And she came to him and he lied with her. And y'all know what that means in the Bible words. And she was cleansed from her monthly impurities. And she realized it didn't come. And she returned to her house and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David. And y'all needed some novella? Y'all needed a story? Jump in the Bible. Y'all, you, you, you guys think Grey's Anatomy's got it all. Jump in the Bible, okay? Jump in the Bible. So she says, I am with child. I am with child. I, the wife of the guy who's at battle, the daughter of so-and-so, my husband, he's not even here because he's out fighting the battle that you're supposed to be leading. She didn't say that, but David knew this. What happened? Where was David's way of escape? Where's your way of escape, right? Where's this way of escape that's gonna just swirl around and we get to jump in it and all of a sudden we're in a new time zone and we're in a new location and we're in a new place. Where was his way of escape? First Corinthians 10, 13, this is the voice. Any temptation you face will be nothing new, but God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. But he always provides a way of escape so that you will be able to endure and keep moving forward. We want a magical door to appear. We want this magic thing to happen. We realize that we got ourselves in this situation. We want God to wave his wand and get us out of this situation, right? So we're like, God, come on, just like how it happened in the movies. Do it for us, and we're praying. I need a way of escape, I need a way of escape. I am with child, <laughs> I need a way of escape. Lord, help me, help me, Lord. Just like in the movies, all of a sudden, you know, everything is better. The world's way of doing things offers magical fixes, okay? We're at the movies, oh, I'm not even gonna say the movie, it sucked, it was lame, whatever, reel it in. You know what movie it was, but anyways. It's just like so fake. Everything is so fake. Like, yeah, of course, if I had magic powers, I would do that too. But I don't, and you don't, Hollywood does. But the world's way of doing things offers these magical escapes, right? Take this pill and everything will be better. Take this pill and everything will go away and everything will better. Take this job, this drug, this drink, post this. This video will go viral and everything in your life will suddenly change, right? Whatever it is, you name it and it's gonna fix all of your problems. Can I tell you that nothing will fix all of your problems but Jesus, but the name of Jesus, right? But learning who you are in Jesus, learning you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, where was David's way of escape? Look at your neighbor and say, where, where, where? Where was his way of escape? Where was his magical door? His way of escape was battle. His way of escape was war. His way of escape was the fight. His way of escape was the struggle. 
We don't want battle. We don't want war. We don't want to struggle. We want a magical door, right? But that's not how it works. That's not real life. That's Hollywood. And Hollywood has us tricked and we're wondering why our life sucks and everybody else's is better. No, it's not. Stop looking at their, their news feed. It's a lie. Yours is a lie. Theirs is a lie. All of it's a lie. Everything posted is a lie. Right? But I want to ask you a question. What are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to go to battle for? What are you willing to struggle for? Right? What are you willing? Are you willing to fight for your kids? Are you willing to go to battle for your kids? I'm willing to go to a battle for a generation. I'm willing to give all that I have that they go way beyond me. I'm willing to give it all. Why? Because I know that God has a plan, that he has a purpose. What are you willing to go to battle for? Your spiritual walk? right? To grow in who you are in Christ, to understand God's plan and his purpose for your life, to understand his promises. What are you willing to go to battle for? Your true purpose. Are you willing to go to battle for your true purpose? Are you just going to wake up in the evening and scroll around and find out what's going on in the world? What are you willing to go to battle for? For your health? Are you willing to go to battle for your health this year? Because we're ending 2020 and we're about to run into 2021, but you got to be ready to go to battle. How many of you all ready to go to battle, right? You ready to fight for your kids, for your purpose, for your health, for your relationships? Man, our relationships are worth it. 2020 has taught us that we need each other, that we are better together, that we are stronger together, that we are in this together, that no pandemic can, to, can separate us, right? Nothing can separate us from the love of God and nothing's gonna separate us from the love for one another that we have, right? We're, gonna, we're in this together, we're better together, we're stronger together. Are you willing to fight for your peace, right? For your peace, your rest? It's time to go to battle. It's time to stop falling asleep to Netflix and start falling asleep to the word. We've got to fight for our peace. We've got to fight for our rest. We've got to go to battle. Are you ready to go to battle for your true value? And stop letting everybody run all over you, walk all over you, take advantage of you. Why? Because you don't know your true value. You're letting the world tell you your value. You're letting people tell you you're worthless. You're letting guys, you're letting girls, you're letting TV, you're letting supermodels. It's all fake. It's all an illusion, delusion. Why? Because the enemy's after your soul. He's after your heart. We need to guard our heart with all diligence. We need to seek God's word. God has a plan for us and we're ready to run. Yeah, we want this magical door, but sometimes we got to go through battle. Sometimes we got to fight for what is right. We got to stand up for what we believe in. But first, we got to learn what we actually believe in, what God's word says. Are you ready to fight for your true value, to learn who you are in Christ? God loves you so much. He has a plan for you, but you have to value yourself in him. It starts, your identity starts within Christ Jesus. Everything that you are is in him. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am in Christ Jesus. I'm not yesterday. I am today. Today matters. Today is so important. Let go of yesterday. Forget about tomorrow. Today, live in this moment. Take this moment and run and keep your eyes set on Jesus. Will you be distracted with boredom? You have a choice to make. Am I going to be distracted with boredom? Am I going to allow myself to get bored in my Christian walk? Am I going to allow myself to get bored? Or if you know what, I need to change it up. 
I need to serve. I need to start helping more. What can I do? What ministry can I help in? What can I, how can I help? What can I do? What is it that God can stir up in your heart that you're going to be the change in this world? God can stir those things in you or you can be bored, right? It's up to you. When it's time for battle, what will you do? When it's time for battle for your relationships, when it's time for battle with your health, when it's time for battle with your spiritual walk, come on, when it's time for battle, what will you do? Netflix and chill? You have a choice. When it's time for battle, are you going to Netflix and chill? Are you going to learn a new dance on Tiggity Talk Talk? You got, you got the moves down. Look, you got the moves. You're going to learn a new recipe. You're going to learn a new wing on your eyes. Like, I still can't nail that wing. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to learn a new blowout for your hair. You're going you're gonna to watch another documentary on YouTube because I am getting so informed about what's going on in the government and these conspiracy theories. And you're on your 100th documentary like, oh, so confused. What are you going to do when it's time for battle? What are you going to do? Are you going to sleep all day and wake up in the evening? What are you going to do? Ask yourself this question. What am I going to do when it's time for battle? Am I going to sleep all day and wake up in the evening? Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed. Where was he supposed to be? At battle. He was supposed to be at war. But then it happened. One evening, he arose from his bed, walked on the roof of the king's house. He flipped through his phone and he saw a woman. What are you flipping through your phone to see? Read the rest of that story. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 11, okay? We have a choice to make. We'll sleep all day, wake up in the evening, and give our responsibility away to others. Sleep all day, wake up in the evening, and give our responsibility to others. Or we rise early in the morning and take responsibility for others. We rise early, and of course I can say that because I'm an early bird. I love mornings. I thrive in the morning. But I'm just reading off the word today, okay? I love mornings, guys. You have no idea. I'm just like so alive in the morning. My sisters are so alive at night. It's like, we're like opposite, but we're kind of meeting in the middle somewhere, but it's just life, right? Sleep all day, wake up in the evening, giving our responsibility away to others. Arise early in the morning and take responsibility for others. First Samuel 17, 20, New King James Version. So David rose early in the morning. These are both pictures of David. He just made different choices in the story. This is us. In our life, we're going to make different choices but we have opportunities to choose life. So David rose early in the morning, left the few sheep, the small responsibility with a keeper. His small responsibility, he made sure he gave it to somebody else to take responsibility. And he took the supplies and went as Jesse, his dad, had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and they shouted for the battle. So rising early in the morning, taking responsibility for others. This is 1 Samuel 17, 26. David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine? What, and takes away this reproach from Israel. You know what David was doing? He was casting vision for his vision board. He was getting ready for 2021. He's like, what is the reward for this victory? 
Ooh, the king's daughter? Okay, I like that reward. He put that on the bulletin board. Let's go. He said, what is the reward? David is cast in vision. He's like, tell me again, what's the reward? Tell me again, what do they get? Tell me again, come on. He's cast in vision for, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the manner again, so shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, right? And Eliab was angry. His anger aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? Can you see him? Why did you come down here? I, don't, I only know how to get angry like a girl. Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness, you little loser? I, told, I know your pride and your uh, rudeness of heart, for you have come down to see the battle. David should have said, what battle? Y'all ain't doing nothing. But he didn't. They're always gonna be haters. When you start to speak vision, when you start to speak God's word out loud, when you get on mission with God's plan and his purpose for your life, let me tell you, the haters are gonna come, right? Haters are gonna come. They're gonna say, I know you, you little pride, rude heartedness. What? I'm just over here living my best life. That Jesus died on the cross for, you can have it too. And David said, what have I done now? This is like one of my favorite little parts in the Bible. I have many favorite parts, but you know, I got a lot of favorites, right? Just like with people, like, who's your favorite? I have a lot of favorites. You're all my favorite. Every one of you stole my heart. Just like the word, stole my heart. <laughs> Anyways, okay, reel it in, reel it in. And David said, what have I done now? Any little sister been in this place? What have I done now? Right? Any teen been in this place? What have I done now? You walk in the house, you're like, what have I done now? Like, you already know you're in trouble. What have I done now? This is David. What have I done now? And this, you're ready for this? This is my favorite line. Is there not a cause? He's like, this boy came up to battle. Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And these people answered him as the first one did. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. When your words go out, they're changing the world. They're moving and they're shaking. People are gonna say, come here. What are you talking about, right? So then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him because of him. Your servant will go out and fight this Philistine. Man, when your words line up to the word of God, you keep hope alive. You keep hope alive. You are keeping hope alive in this world. You are light in the darkness. People are like, yes, come on. We can be the change. We can make change. We can be the difference. When you're speaking God's word out loud, you get on mission, his plan, his purpose. It empowers you, right? And Saul said to David, you are not able. What? You were just excited. Now what happened? You're gonna are you gonna receive these words of the haters, right? Are you gonna see receive these words of the doubters? Are you gonna receive these words? Or are you gonna receive the word of the Lord? Come on, 
You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. This makes David the perfect pick. Too young for what? Right? Too young for what? This just said that this man has been at war since youth. He's like, I'm the young gun. I'm going to take him out as a youth. I'm going to take this sucker out as a youth. God's called me. He's, he's coming against God. He's coming against his people. He's speaking these things. He's like, okay, let's go. But David, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. You hear that? David already sees himself as king. He already sees himself from that vision board, God's plan, God's purpose. He's on mission. He's right on the mark. He's like, let's go. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after, struck it, and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard. Raw, Man, can you imagine? Like, I want to see this video. I want to see this. I want to see this clip. Like, God, can I get this on a USB? You know, are we allowed to watch this? this little, some, is there an iPad up there? We're going to be able to watch these things. He's like, I took it. Where, did, where is he at? At the beard, right? I caught it by its beard, struck it and killed it. Your servant will kill both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord, who? He remembered, he gives glory, he gives honor. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he, it is God, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul is like, woo, you keep hope alive. Come on, David, you keep hope alive. He's like, go and the Lord be with you. The Lord be with you and also with you. Amen. <laughs> David kills Goliath. David kills Goliath. And David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Are you bored? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? I ask myself today, and I ask you today, is there not a cause? Every day that I wake up, I have to ask myself, is there not a cause? There's a plan and there's a purpose, and there is a cause. There is a cause, right? What are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to fight for? Your kids, your spiritual walk, your true purpose, your health, your relationships, your peace, come on, your true value. We have to ask ourselves these questions. What is your cause? I wanna tell you my cause is the cause of Christ. My cause is to live this thing out. Walk it like I talk it, hey, walk it like I talk it, hey. Walk it, talk it, live it, breathe it, show it, keep it, come on. That's my cause, the cause of Christ, right? Get up champion, don't give up. You already have the victory. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus. You already have the victory. First Corinthians 10, 13. There isn't any temptation that you have experienced which is unusual for humans. God, who faithfully keeps his promises, 
It is God who faithfully keeps his promises, will not allow you to be tempted beyond your power to resist. But you are, but when you are tempted, he will also give you the ability to endure the temptation as your way of escape. You have the ability to resist. You know what that ability is? Through the word of God, right? Through the empowerment of the spirit. You have been empowered by the spirit of God. You have the ability to resist. Take responsibility. Take courage. We read that in the Bible, but we don't think about physically taking it. That's what we have to do. That's the application, right? We hear the word, we do the word. We hear the word, we apply the word. We take responsibility, we take courage, right? Don't look for the magical door. Don't look for a genie in a bottle with your three wishes. Come on, I need those three wishes right now, right now, right now. I'm in a big situation. I'm still here. You don't need a bailout. You don't learn nothing from a bailout. You'll be in that situation like a revolving door again and again and again. Same story, just a different situation again and again and again. Why? Because you have the ability to take responsibility. You have every ability. Don't look for a magical door and don't look for something to numb you. You know, this generation, they're just looking to be numbed. They want to numb, they want to numb what's happened to them. They want to numb this situation. They want to numb, they want to numb, they want to numb. But you know what? You have so much empowerment to overcome that you don't need to numb anything. You can run through that storm. You can face it. You can conquer it through the blood of Jesus. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, right? Look to the word, look to Jesus. In 2 Timothy 1.7, this is the Amplified, for God did not, he did not give us a spirit of fear. No fear here. There is no fear. I don't choose fear, I choose faith. But God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound judgment, personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. All I have in Christ is all that I need. I don't look, look, I don't need to look for something to numb it. All I have in Christ is all that I need. God has given us the fruit of the spirit. Yes, not grapes, not apples and bananas. The fruit of the spirit, right? We have to choose to walk in it. Every day we have a choice to make. Life over death. Every day that you wake up, right? Blessing over cursing. Love over hate. Are you gonna walk in love? We gotta, we, how many of you guys know we gotta do this? With our brothers, with our sisters, with our mom, with our dad, with your spouse, with your coworkers, right? With that Zoom call, you're like, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, I choose love over hate. Joy over, dis over depression. Man, people have been in this quarantine too long. People have been lost their job. People are trying to find their way out of this situation. We can, these are the fruit of the spirit that God has given us that we are empowered with. We just need to choose them. Peace over fear, patience over anxiety, kindness over revenge, goodness over bitterness, faithfulness over disloyalty, gentleness over anger, self-control over selfishness, health over sickness, wisdom over ignorance, purpose over confusion. The choice is yours. Choose daily. Choose daily. Don't give up. Get up. This is the end of the year. 
and it's actually just another day. But the end of the year represents so much that there's a fresh start in January 1st. It's a fresh start, right? I just want to encourage you guys, don't give up, get up. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus, right? God has given you the fruit of the spirit. We have the ability to resist. It's just time to take responsibility, amen? All our purpose, it starts in Jesus. It starts with Jesus. Everything that we are starts with Jesus. With him, I can do all things, but without him, I am nothing and can do nothing. And all the fruit of the spirit and the empowerment of the spirit starts with Jesus. Starts with calling on the name of Jesus. Receive Jesus in your heart and you shall be saved. You confess with your mouth, just like David was confessing that victory. Just like David, he was casting out vision, right? He's like, oh, what do they get? What do they receive? Oh, I used to take care of my father's sheep, right? God has a plan and a purpose for you. He has a special place for you in the body of Christ. He wants you on his team. He wants you in his family. You know what? He don't want to be in heaven alone. He wants to be in heaven with you when it's time. <laughs> but if you'd like to receive Jesus tonight for the first time, I would love to say a prayer with you. I'd love to say a prayer with you. Let's call on the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. Thank you, Jesus, for your plan and your purpose. I receive it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. And just like that, you enter into the family of God. God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life, right? Good news. Jesus already gave you the victory. If you was your first time tonight receiving Jesus and you're in the building, if you could raise your hand, our ushers, they've got a little pamphlet, a little booklet for you. If you're online and you receive Jesus for the first time, just click that I receive Jesus button. Love you guys. Thank you guys for coming tonight. The last service of 2020. Woo-wee, we did it. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.